0: We now continue with more of The Mark Milton Show with The Smash on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com.
1: I'm telling you what, just just having one of the St. Lunatics in here just made me want to get, as we white folks say, my swerve on. And uh, we now swerve into a whole different direction. It's the Mark Milton Show. Mark Milton, of course, is the St. Louis tax lawyer, stltaxlawyer.com. Anytime you need any kind of help in that situation, that's the man to call serious business. Al Sharf is the young man who's getting ready to jump on these air, airwaves right here, right now. In 1946, the farm began. And as I understand it, for some odd reason, Mark Milton was allowed to enter the family and is now an actual part of the sharp family from an angle. Am I thinking correctly, Al?
0: That is absolutely correct. We okay. I've known Mark since he was just a young lad.
2: <laughs> That's great. It, yeah. So my my brother is married to Lauren Al's daughter. Nice. So, but we've grown yeah. up. We went attended church together growing up in Belleville, farms in Milstadt. Uh, actually spent a couple summers working out there, uh, doing the picture, super, you supervising the picture. Right. Maybe one summer, I guess it was. Pi- supervising the pick your own strawberry operation really, and then uh yeah. during law school jo- <laughs> go ahead
0: that job training made him aspire to greater things <laughs> oh, yes, and then the,
2: the most fun though uh so they've had a stand down in soulard for for decades mm-hmm. and i would on saturday mornings get up and go down there and work work the soulard market stand a lot of fun down there so uh al we appreciate you being on the show uh, obviously a big fan of the farm um and your whole family but uh tell us kind of how you guys are doing. I know the the COVID uh, situation has, has obviously had an impact on, on farmers. Um, I mean, you guys don't have livestock per se, more of a, a crop, uh, farm, but just kind of tell us what you guys are going through right now.
0: Well, it's, uh, interesting in that we have a sharp sta- stand that's open daily at our place. And we have to greet our customers. They're all wearing masks. And, and that is, um, uh, very surreal because you, you think, you know, who you, they are, but you're not quite sure. And, uh, so that, that is a very unusual aspect of this whole Corona crisis thing that I think I'm a lip reader and I, it's very hard to read lips when you can't see their face. Right. So, um, that's unusual. Uh, we've actually, the, the whole effort for people to buy their food locally has really helped our sales of, of produce, uh, the other commodities that we grow, it hasn't been quite that good. The mm-hmm. Corn and the soybeans, so mm-hmm. and the wheat.
1: How yeah. about the so, asparagus, Al? How about these Because I love asparagus, man. You guys got the yes. asparagus.
0: Well, we do. We've been growing asparagus here too all those years. I started by my parents in the '40s, and uh, I joined the operation as a part owner in the '70s when we got married and had kids and needed some extra money. And so we've been doing it ever since. And the asparagus is one of our best sellers in the spring because it it tastes good. Yep. As I now tell we, people, we we grow it in the ground and it actually has a taste. So it's
1: great. <laughs> right and up.
2: you talk about you know work ethic of farmers. Al is probably one of the hardest people, hardest working people I've ever met. Yeah. He was superintendent of schools was his full time gig in Milstead, Illinois. In yeah, and and. and yes. School board member, District Two Hundred One. Yeah, all while maintaining a full time farming operation in Millstadt Nice. It's yes. just truly, truly unbelievable. I,
0: yeah, I think I inherited that from my folks, who were very active in organizations, and and uh, I can remember, and and they had fun too. I can remember, they would uh, work all day on a Saturday, and uh, their good friends would call them up, and they'd go polka dancing, and they could get uh, change showered dressed and gone and be dancing till midnight with their (laughs) friends and uh they had good time so
2: yeah and and talk talk a little bit about you know uh the store itself and mill i mean you guys offer a whole host of products i know i've been out there this year already i've got some begonias that really just look incredible uh on our back deck you guys got multiple greenhouses produce all that stuff tell us a little bit about what you guys have out there
0: well, we we start in the spring with our greenhouse operation, and and that really begins in in February when we start stocking it with young plants that so we some grow we raise some and we have some shipped to us to finish off, and so we have every kind of uh, crop from asparagus to radishes to lettuce to broccoli to cabbage, all during the season. Uh, strawberries are our next big one, then followed by peaches, sweet corn, tomatoes. And one of the, I think, interesting things that we grow a great deal of are, are peppers. And uh, back in the 90s, when the Bosnian community settled in St. Louis, they have a historical tie to peppers in, in the Bosnian language. It's called paprika. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the Bosnians buy bushels upon bushels of peppers, sweet, hot, you name it. And we sell most of those at Sulard Market. So. That's been kind of a, the latest Big Pride product that we have. That's, that's pretty the cool. The season finished off, finished off with uh, fall vegetables and uh, pumpkins and all that
2: good stuff. Don't forget the mums, big mums operation. Oh, yeah, operation.
0: chrysanthemums. Yeah, we still grow our mums in the field. They're grown in our fields, and we dig them and put them in a pot
2: for resale. Wait, that's the so, full uh, name of mums? Chrysanthemums. chrysanthemums. I didn't know that. You yes. didn't? Really? I thought it was, yes. I thought it was a mum. <laughs> Now, let Um, me ask you this. This is uh, for our audience. Does a mum really come back? Because I bought some from you guys last year, and I just left them in the ground all year, and they are still like look like sticks. And my mom told me that they're going to come back. Is that true?
0: They can come back, uh, depending on how good you planted them in the fall. Probably probably not
2: very well.
1: Not very well, no.
0: Okay. (laughs) Uh, They will if you have a hardy mum and uh, if it's in a protected place. Uh, we have some that come back every year, but a lot of the specialty mums are not nearly that hardy. And so they may not come back as easy.
1: He wasn't talking about mums, the flower.
2: He's talking about moms, his, his, his mom. <laughs> no, no, I just, it's interesting. Cause I, I do like, I mean, I love, I I like personally, I like to get your big flower put, guy. I, I dabble. I'm trying right. to get a little more into it, but you know, obviously perennials are less work for the most part, uh, than planting annuals every year, but the annuals, much more pretty, you know. Much pretty, yeah. They have
0: a, and a longer and a longer flower season for sure. a, for your yard, you know. I don't so. see a
1: rugged dude like this being a mom's uh, <laughs> fan, but uh, salute to you, Mark Milton. Let me ask he real has r- a, he he has a softer side to himself. There you go. Well, <laughs> yeah. Oh, let me ask you this, man. One of the things that people love to come over to to the Sharp Farms is to do strawberry picking. In this COVID period, you still letting people do that stuff? And if so, how's that play?
0: We are, uh, we are. We're fortunate that we have um, a strawberry field directly across from our farm stand, and, and we're open today. And uh, although it's very muddy, and it's been incredible how many young families have wanted to come out and pick strawberries just to get out of the house yeah. and kind of have some fresh air. We we require masks in our farm store, but in our farm fields. They can take them off and breathe in the fresh country air and just uh, practice good social distancing. And uh, so it's worked out pretty well. Um, we had people who wanted to pick in the rain yesterday morning, and I put them off, and they were back today after the showers. And right now we're actually pretty busy in that pick-your-own field.
2: We that's, have gr- that's great.
0: Young people who work for us who help manage that and direct the people and be good hosts.
2: Excellent. So uh, I noticed when I was out there, the last few times I've been out there, you guys have a lot of chickens now. Is that, that's a relatively new thing. Do you guys selling eggs? Well, we Claudio. Sell I met eggs, Claudio. That's a, that yeah. was the big rooster. For Claudio? My four-year-old yeah. Freddie thought Claudio was pretty awesome. Uh, Claudio. Yeah. That's,
0: uh, it's not really, that's not a commercial venture. We sell some eggs that we receive from some big egg farmers. But about five years ago, one Sunday afternoon, a chicken hen walked into the front door of our produce shed, and we're like, "What? how is this possible? Well, someone had uh, liberated her in front of our farmstead. She walked in, and that began. We named her Henrietta after my uh, grandmother, Henrietta Pfeiffer Waymar. And, and that chicken lasted the entire winter, roosted... At night, in a uh, nice big tree to protect herself from uh, coyotes and raccoons. So I said that spring we got to get her some companionship. So we brought her uh, Commander, bought, bought Commander at Soulard Market. Oh wow! So Commander and Henrietta have been successful in rearing numerous uh, hatchings, and so we have we have eleven chickens running around the farm mm. and uh, great entertainment. I didn't know this about chickens, but when they roam around, they are very inquisitive. Um, this is a silly story, but the other day I was changing oil in a pickup truck, and all at once I noticed something behind me, and here was this chicken looking up with me <laughs> at the underside of the engine where I was replacing the filter. And uh, they're almost like pets, although uh, personality I wouldn't exactly describe. Although the one rooster is a very, thinks he's a human being. He's even been known to sample a Budweiser at night ah. when we we're having one, and uh, I don't want to get in trouble with anybody for that, but <laughs> very that interesting right. That's very a, interesting.
2: So I want to talk just a little bit, I mean, I know you may not be in tune with everything that's going on in the farming industry, but, you know, there's been a lot of talk about sort of, you know, meat packing plants and, and you know, sure. hogs having to be slaughtered and, and just sort of the livestock, buried, is, yeah. All livestock. Is, can you talk a little bit about what you've heard about in the industry and sure. sort of the hardships sure. other farmers may be facing? Sure.
0: Um, if if you are a major league grain farmer or livestock farmer and you've got hundreds of thousands of dollars tied up in that, it's a very difficult time because your your market where you would take your product. Um, livestock is greatly diminished in the demand and maybe someone closed down and so then you're left with this product live animals and, and you have to take care of them and so you might sell them as a, someone at a great loss in the grain markets uh, i'll just illustrate that because we do grain uh in december i sold corn for 420 and um uh, couldn't finish hauling my grain. I had an eye surgery, and that that came first, which I'm, came out very well. But so I had to keep my grain in storage on my farm here. And when I got was able to get back to working in February, I um, that price of that corn had gone down as low as three dollars and twenty cents. So it lost at least a dollar off of its value. Well. I'm a relatively small farmer, but if you multiply that dollar time, your capacity of grain that you still had storage, a tremendous financial loss yeah. and uh, that you were counting on some of that money to help pay off your debts, your operating loans. Uh, farming is a very expensive business to get started. Seed corn, soy beans, fertilizer, the chemicals, it's very capital intensive. So, um, uh, farm economy is hurting. Mm-hmm. It's hurting. And, uh, We've had some programs from the federal government through the Trump administration and some from the previous administrations. And and there's a new one been announced. Uh, It opened on the 26th of uh, May at the farm service agencies, but they don't have the details of it all yet. And they're closed to visitors, so you can talk to them over the telephone. But there's supposed to be some help for the uh, grain farmers and the livestock farmers and some of the specialty farmers who uh, have
1: lost their market. So you know, one of the uh, coolest things Al is on your website. It opens up with a picture of the founders, your, your mom yeah. and dad, I guess. And, My mom uh, and dad. And then you come along and now you got the third generation coming along here. What advice did your mom and or dad give you to keep you rolling in the farm business? And what are you telling your kids now? as we get into this post-corona era that's getting ready to come?
0: Sure. You know, I don't know if my parents gave me advice so much as they provided examples. You worked hard, yeah. you got ahead. And and that was ingrained in us. And, and uh, this is going to sound crazy, but I was driving tractors at age 10. <laughs> and uh, for a while, I hated it. But when I graduated from college, I, I I actually worked for some farmers up around Bloomington, Normal, where I went to school at Illinois State, and uh, I don't know, I just wanted to do it again, so moved back home in the mid 70s and started farming with my folks, and um, just kept doing it. Um, it was it was interesting. I never had problem of keeping my kids in school. I have two great daughters and a great son, and uh, they knew if they, weren't, if they weren't going to do well in school, they were going to be doing hard labor. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I, think, now, I think one of the things FARM did is, is provide that avenue that here's the example. You can work hard and get ahead, or you can maybe get an education. So now when are you, you going to get my brother, people.
2: when are you going to get my brother doing some of that hard labor on the farm? I know JT. <laughs> well, so my nephew JT is also, he's got that work ethic. I know he goes out he there does. And, he,
0: and he is, he's got dollar signs in his eyes. <laughs> great. He knows how to turn a dollar already, which I love. Uh, last summer he went out to the peach orchard and picked up some drops and from the peaches that we wouldn't sell ordinarily. And he put them in a basket and undercut the price and sold them all out right in front of stand. <laughs> wow. So
2: I think he really, charged my mom per rock. He, he helped her clean up some rocks at their house and charge per rock, which I thought was pretty fun. Yeah, he, he,
0: <laughs> he is, uh, driven and, uh, other kids in various degrees of that. And, uh, you know, my daughter Lauren and my son Alex are kind of involved in helping us in the management. Lauren handles all the social media Alex helped us stay in tune to what's going on uh, things. Uh, Nancy and I provide, uh, and our workers, we, and I want to put this plug in, we could not exist without our Hispanic workers, some who are local and some who we get through the H-2A Department of Labor program. Uh, they're all related and friends with each other, and they've become part of our, our family. Um, we could not exist without those agricultural workers. Um, can't do it. It's it's hard hard work, like today, asparagus cutting started at 7 a.m. in the rain. Thursdays and Friday we prepare for our big weekend at Seward Market. We hope, and so they're out bunching uh, radishes and collards and uh, greens, cutting lettuce, and and we really rely on them and appreciate them. And uh, I'll give an example. We we've got to be invited to the I want to. Hispanic Girls 15, they had the big party. The name is escaping me. And we were guests at that and we had just a great time.
2: The so, Quinciana. Uh, is that the name yeah, of the party? Yeah. And
0: it was a party. That's it awesome. Party.
2: That's awesome. And yeah, who's the international Who's my the man. gentleman I worked with down in Soulard? He's been with you guys forever. He was yeah. um,
0: Joe, Joe Hernandez. Yeah, he's always and, uh,
2: great to work with. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, we really appreciate you being on here. Glad to hear you guys are weathering weather in the storm, okay, and uh, yeah, we uh, yeah. definitely, if you guys interested in, in visiting the farm, visit com. Sure, they also have visit. a Facebook page you can visit and check out, you know, their hours and things like that.
0: Sure. Anytime. We love visitors. Uh, it's an education. We've given Boy Scout. We're, we're low-tech, though. We we are not, we are really a, a working farm, and uh, there's, there's no, our, our entertainment is our product that we sell, and Nancy is a great host to a lot of people. She loves talking to the
2: people. Absolutely, so, um, yeah. You guys, you guys are the best. They got the best, best strawberries, best asparagus, best flowers you'll find at, at great prices too. So, thanks again for being well, on well. here. And uh, uh, thanks, Mark. Yeah, thanks. we'll we'll talk to you thanks. soon. Nice.
0: Yes, yes. Thank you.
2: All right. Have a good see, day. See you, Al. All right. This is the Mark Milton Show with the Smash. We'll be right back in a second.